Welcome to the Talent Exchange. Welcome back. I'm Jess, Head of Marketing at Networks. We connect great talent with fantastic businesses nationwide through intuitive applicant tracking technology and supportive recruitment campaigns. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Ian Turley, HR resourcing partner and recruitment specialist for Kafkas. Ian joins us to share more about his experience of the last 12 months and how the team at Kafkas have tweaked their processes and procedures, integrated with greater technology and evolved the candidate experience to improve time to hire and maximise efficiencies. Please introduce yourself for the listeners, Ian. Oh, hi. Yep. Thanks very much for inviting me to join you. My name is uh, Ian Turley. I'm the HR resourcing partner at Kafkas. I've been here about five years now, which I think if you'd asked me that at the beginning, I'd be here this long. Probably not, but the place kind of gets under your skin a little bit. What does the role entail? To be honest, it's a really difficult thing to answer. Uh, if I have friends or family say, what do you actually do, Ian? I'm like, well, I do this, I do that, and I, do, I seem to do a little bit of everything. But I suppose... If I say what my colleagues always introduce me as, they say I'm kind of the, the kind of recruitment or resourcing expert at Kafkas, which is a very nice thing and generous thing to say. All things all relative, of course. I'm probably the, the, the most expert at Kafkas, but I don't necessarily mean that makes me a recruitment expert, full stop. Although that said, I have probably spent most of my career in and around recruitment in lots of different sectors. So actually, the last few years at Kafkas, but prior to that, you know, retail, financial services, uh, automotive and probably loads that I've forgotten as well. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Ian, and welcome to the Talent Exchange. It's great to have you on with us today to share a little bit more about your wealth of experience in recruitment and HR. I'm going to jump straight in with the first question today. So we've all endured a strange year in recruitment and the landscape has changed quite significantly. However, although the challenges vary, a lot of the key drivers or motivations are similar in relation to time, cost and capacity efficiencies. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience of the last 12 months with, with Kafkas and how you've been getting on? Yeah, well, what a year, I suppose. The first thing to say, like, like a lot of organisations that quickly kind of move from traditional, you know, interviews in person to quickly standing up to moving to kind of online and all of the challenges that that, that brought. I think probably, I think whilst the, the world was in a level of shock for that first six months in particular, kind of March to September last year, I suppose, you know, like everybody else, it just felt like the world wasn't thinking about moving jobs. And so the kind of quality and quantity of applicants that we were getting was, was much lower. And, you know, I think we just saw that, you know, everywhere in all the roles that we were recruiting for. We're, we're predominantly a social work organisation. Uh, we, we employ about 2,000 people and about 1,500 of those are social workers. So on that basis, simple terms, to say three quarters of our recruitment is recruiting social workers. Uh, and they're already a very difficult group to recruit. There's, there's not many of them, particularly not really good ones. So, you know, to then find that the challenge was made, uh, made even harder by, as I say, not, not surprisingly, the world kind of going into a bit of a halt and people's focus, if even if they were thinking of moving role, you know, very much kind of changed, so they're putting it off till a, a later date, if you like. So I think lots of challenges. I think also I'd say because of that, I think there's also been a lot of, internally, a lot of recruitment fatigue. Um, you know, managers, you know, they've got, they've had to balance work and life, home life, probably more so than ever with everyone working at home. And I think, you know, they've often maybe gone through more recruitment cycles. They've probably got disappointed when we've not been able to fill roles and 
I think that sometimes has probably been a, make things a little bit more difficult as well. It has definitely been a challenging year with lots of ups and downs for, for lots of different organisations and sectors across the board. So thank you for sharing a little bit about your experience there. So do you think it's had a, an impact on whether you've gone out to recruit? Do you think you've, you've held back from going to recruit or have you had to recruit during this time period, despite the fact that there's been a bit of a drop in the volume or the quality of applicants? Yeah, we've had to carry on recruiting and, and really in real terms, we've been recruiting more than ever because when the kind of the world came to a stop and you know for us that you know means obviously our, our cases and cases didn't sound very didn't really do it justice where children and young people are not you know they're, they're they are our cases for want of better expression but obviously they you know going through the family court system the cases weren't being progressed and also this was creating significant backlog in the courts which meant our social workers were holding on to a much higher volume of cases and at some points, we weren't necessarily even able to allocate cases as quickly as we, we normally would. So there was a big challenge from internally to, well, we need to recruit more social workers. We were given more, more funding by the Ministry of Justice, our, our sponsor body, uh, to go out and recruit more people and have more, more family court advisors, more social workers than we normally would. So there's an organisation expectation, we've got this money and you need to now find us more people. Well, that's great, but it don't always doesn't always work as simply as that. So, you know, even though the, the candidate market had, I suppose, started to pick up in the last quarter of last year, and, and certainly more into this year, it's still a little bit, uh, still a little bit flat. I would say, yeah, we were given the organisation task of recruiting a lot more people at a time when it was really hard to recruit. So, do you think you've had to? Do your recruitment differently? Have you had to change tactics to try and attract that the right applicants and the right quality of applicants for these roles as you've been trying during this time period? Is there anything different that you've explored? Definitely, yeah. I think uh, I think we, you know, we've had to kind of as an organisation become a bit more adept uh, uh, and a bit more savvy, really, in realising that what a candidate needs in terms of experience, in terms of engagement, in terms of information has gone up a little bit. And in terms of what they're, what presses their, their buttons, you know, for me, I probably kind of, you know, it's been a, an area I've wanted Kafkas to get better at for, for quite a long time, but probably wasn't getting the complete level of buy-in and support for some of that, because at the time we didn't appear to have a problem recruiting. So we keep doing what we've always been doing, but actually when all of a sudden we were able to say, you know, the world has changed what, and, and we need to address these specific points. Actually, from a purely selfish basis, actually gave me the mandate to do that. So, you know, much better use of social media. And just thinking about in terms of this engagement, in terms of, you know, people are, you know, need to understand that candidates will go at their own speed. Some want to go really quickly and go through a whole application and selection process at 100 miles an hour. Others will want to stay in that zone, in that kind of pre-application space where they're thinking about it, but they need a lot of convincing, they need different types of information. I always talk about the analogy of maybe kind of got a seed, they might flower into a, a, into, you know, into a flower. But you know, for some, some need more, more sunlight, some need more water than, than others. And you need to obviously have a kind of eclectic mix of, of being able to accommodate that. Yeah, we did a recently did a podcast talking about candidate expectations and how they've sort of evolved over this recent period that we've all been through and the, the role of communication and nurturing as part of that process in keeping people in the loop 
throughout the process, like you're saying, that some people are not ready to, to, to commit yet or just learning more about the, the company before they, you know, put pen to paper to apply, so to speak. So, yeah, there's some, some really interesting points there. And thank you. Thank you for sharing. So HR and, and talent teams, and as you've explored a little bit here, are under constant pressure to source these quality candidates whilst reducing recruitment costs and speeding up time to hire, which we've talked about is quite a difficult one when people are, are moving at different pace. With, with established processes, it is not always able to, it's not always about those radical changes, but about marginal gains. And I know that you've been working on this recently, Ian, with the team at Kafkas. Can you share a little bit more about the things that you've been doing to gain those marginal gains, so to speak? Yeah, it's, it was just really a, a sense for us, a chance to just look at every step of the process. You know, the things that you, you put in place, maybe even as recently as 12 months ago, um, are they still the right thing to do today? And with a bit more, a bit more hindsight, a bit more knowledge, you can always kind of say, find those small but subtle changes. And it's, it's not about, you know, there's certainly nothing, there was no one thing we could do that was going to make a massive difference, but there was lots of small things that we really felt could. But it was also, you know, time to hire or the whole speed of process was, was one factor. But I think it was also important that we kind of, you know, it was very easy. We could have kind of made it very lean process, but I think that would have been to the detriment of the candidate experience. And it would have been, you know, us, us trying to go too quickly and we would have lost candidates along the way. So it's about getting, achieving that, that balance. But I think we just looked at lots of things, how, how our, our recruitment team work, the systems we asked them to work on. And it's amazing how, you know, I probably parted the decisions a few years back that seemed like the right ones at the time. And then I'm kind of like scratching my head, looking back, and why did we decide to do that? Or why did we do this? Or why did we do the other? So I think it's been about how we gain some uh, more efficiency within our team because it's grown in its size over, over the last few years for good reasons. But there comes a point when you go, well, it, it doesn't really, for size of the organisation, it probably doesn't need to get any bigger. Um, otherwise, that's the wrong solution. So we've been looking at technology and uh, some of the things we've been doing with, with, you know, really getting the best out of networks has been a part of that, you know, so we weren't using the, the internal careers module, for example, we weren't using your agency module, we weren't piloting or looking at things like the one way video integration with Tazio. So they are all things now that we've kind of quickly added in the last kind of, you know, last six months or so really. And we're not yet getting the full benefit of all of them. Some of them we're still just kind of feeling our way into, but there is, there is some clear early wins and they, those investments, that time investments, the financial investments will pay for themselves quite quickly as we go forward. We've talked to a lot of people during these podcasts about the time they've had to reflect over this last sort of 12 months and how the, this sort of period, although everyone has been very busy, has been able to, to look at their feedback loops and sort of review processes and efficiencies. You talked a little bit there about reflecting on decisions that you've made in the past and, and wondering why you'd made those decisions and looking at processes to, to, to change anything to look at those efficiencies. Do you think that you've had time during this period to look at reviewing processes and do you think you'll continue to keep that sort of review process feedback loop in place going forward? I certainly hope so. And I think, you know, as I say, it's, the opportunities are, are always there. And as I say, it's not necessarily about kind of thinking that you made a bad decision in the past or the wrong decision. It was probably the right decision at that time. But the world keeps changing at, 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 a, at a tremendous pace. So it's about having the, the bravery, I suppose, to undo some of your decisions. So, OK, that was the right decision then. Maybe it's not the right thing to do now. And creating the business cases for that. 
I think, you know, particularly at CAFCAS, you know, the numbers of children and young people that we're, we're working with in one way or another is now up over 140,000. When I joined CAFCAS, so five years ago, that's a, a year, I should say, but when I joined CAFCAS, you know, all those years ago, I think the number we used to be, we used to kind of commonly quote just over 100,000, maybe about 110,000. So we've added at least 30, 30 or 40,000 more children and people we're, we're dealing with in one way or another every year compared to as little as, you know, four or five years ago. And so, you know, yes, we've, you know, we've made lots of process improvements across the organisation, but probably in terms of a commodity, the best thing we can give our hiring managers is time and to trying to make the recruitment process as lean as possible, not require as much of their time and their input, but where it is, making it really easy for them to do that. And so, you know, things like you know, adding on the, your, your agency module onto networks, it's, it's a no, it was a no-brainer, really, but I'm, again, I'm not quite sure why we didn't do it in the past, because now, rather than having agency recruitment taking place by a slightly different process and by a different system, it's all in one place. So whether our managers are recruiting for temporary roles or they're recruiting for permanent, they're all in one system, all at the same time, and they can see it all there. It's just a really simple thing to do, but it's not something that we're doing, and they've kind of say the opportunity of the last kind of 12 months allowed us to think about that at the time we've also been exceptionally busy but like you say it did probably also create a little bit of a need to self-reflect on some of the things we were doing no definitely and I think a lot of people would uh, would agree that they've had that time to self-reflect uh, over the past 12 to 18 months on their their processes and you, you talked rightly so about technology being a, a huge help in in those reflections you've been working with networks now for some some time like you've shared and you've always been a, a keen organization to maximize technology like you've just been exploring to innovate your recruitment processes promote efficiency and to give more time to people during the process the hiring managers there Looking forward to the next sort of uh, six months, where do you see that transformation taking you? What do you think is still on the horizon for you at CAFCAS? I think for, for personally for us, and this may not to, to listeners sound that innovative because they may be probably you know, years ahead of us in that respect, but certainly you know, the most interesting one for us is probably around the, the kind of one-way video interviews. Uh, we've just been trialling it. We've done it on quite a, by our standards, quite a large piece of recruitment for our newly qualified social workers and the feedback we got from, from managers who were involved in that, who some of them were very sceptical. They couldn't quite get their head around what this was going to be and how it would make their life easier. Um, we also got some great feedback from all of the candidates that, 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 that completed those interviews. So we, we kind of did well over a hundred of those. Had some really great feedback. It doesn't what their perception of us as an organization was as well, because we were concerned that it might not feel very personal but actually, you know, and it may well not have, but actually I think what we may be lost or perceived to have lost was more than again, actually, you know, a lot of people telling us that they, that they, they perceive CAC has to be really quite modern and efficient. And actually that's probably what really engaged, made them engage us a bit more. So we may have lost something a little bit by using technology, but I think what we gained more than made up for it. And I think, again, in terms of generally the big picture, I suppose the, the, you know, what might happen next six months is always around technology. I know a lot of organisations are looking into can you know what can we do to automate processes even more, you know whether it's things like bots or, or whatever else. I suppose you know what's you know what's right for some organisations won't be right right for others. And even within CAFCAS, we have some roles where we get very high volumes, and we might need to use take a very different approach. Whereas for our social work roles, we'll never we're never going to get inundated with like tens and tens or hundreds of applicants. 
or at least not from people who genuinely are social workers. So what the approach we might take for them might be different for those roles where we get the high volumes. No, some, some really good points there. And I do think technology is playing a heavier role for everybody as they look to to give more time, like you say, to those to the people who are hiring those hiring managers and maximise the efficiencies that technology can bring, utilising tools such as automation. Some great points. Thank you, Ian. I think a, a big part of you know, those innovations and looking forward to those six months is how you're also working with partners. Now, you've obviously worked very closely with us to support you on your sort of digital transformation journey. How important has it been to work with your partners as you've been going through this? Yeah, really important. I mean, I think, you know, the reality is, is that those in the, the technology space or with the, the kind of uh, outwards looking, what's the, big, the bigger picture, they you know, really make use of those relationships. I'm not going to say that, you know, if, if we didn't have that, those relationships, would we have done everything that we've done? No, I mean, I think, say, networks have certainly kind of, you know, various partnerships I've talked about, obviously, kind of, you know, with, with Tazio, whether it's with Experian and those types of things. If you guys hadn't brought them to our attention, would we have done it? Perhaps not. But I suppose, you know, so I think, say, those partners are, our, you know, again, look at the whole market because it's very easy when you're in an internal recruitment team is just to focus about your organization what you're doing and and so kind of be famous navel gazing um but listen to you know use the use that expertise that your, your, your partners whether it's in the technology space or it's in the you know attraction space need to as the metaphorical horse to water so to speak but it's up to you if you drink Fantastic. Thank you for, for sharing that, Ian. Is it important to work in, in partnership and to collaborate, to, to open your eyes to other opportunities and, and innovations that are coming up? So at this point in the podcast, we like to ask a little bonus question. And today we're going to ask what one key trend do you think is going to have a, an impact on talent acquisition in the next six months or so? So Ian, let us know your thoughts. I think it's a really difficult one. I think for me, if the last 12 months taught us anything is that people probably aren't as motivated by money as they we thought they were and they definitely aren't now so i think it will be about you know really articulating what it's like to work wherever you know wherever you are so to speak whatever organization or company you're thinking of joining because as i said i think people's priorities have changed what they want from from work what kind of support they expect and what they need the flexibility that they need has never been uh, been more important to people so i think you know those that do it well will probably have an advantage in that talent acquisition space those that do it not so well could find themselves really compromised and find recruiting much more difficult fantastic what a really poignant point there i think employer brand is starting to play a much heavier role in the decisions that applicants are making and that culture working environment and the values of the organization like you say is playing a much stronger part in the decision to move roles than than we thought maybe thought before this period and a little bit less weight uh, on the salary side of things we're definitely seeing that in the research that we've been doing too so really good point there ian thank you and thank you so much for your contributions on the talent exchange today it's been brilliant to have you on and thank you so much for sharing and all your thoughts. Thanks for inviting me. We hope you enjoyed today's episode with Ian from Kafkas, and we hope you'll join us on our other podcast too, where we share insights, top tips, and discussions on the latest HR and recruitment trends. For more information about Kafkas and their opportunities, make sure to visit kafkas.gov.uk forward slash careers. 
To find out more about what networks are up to and how we're supporting over 450 clients nationwide to attract, engage, manage and onboard top talent, head over to networksolutions.co.uk. Until next time. Yeah.